1: Good morning liberty
2: well what is going on all of our liberty loving friends welcome back to another fantastic episode of good morning liberty i'm one of the hosts here charles chuck thompson with me as always the one who knows just about everything there is to know keeping the show alive while i was out for what seems like an ungodly amount of time charlie how are you i'm I'm here. You've been gone for what feels like about
3: 18 days, at least. I don't remember when you left. It was such a long, many many two, moons ago. It's been two weeks. Been, okay, so yeah. two weeks worth of shows, at least, that you missed. You were gone for quite some time. I don't know if we've spent this much time apart, honestly, since uh, we were touring. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know any other time that you were just gone for two weeks, it's, at least. It's been weird. Yeah, it's been a really, really weird time. We still talked like every day on the phone, mm-hmm. basically. Got a little spotty there. I was in the Dominican Republic. You were in Spain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, signal was was rough sometimes. Yeah, across was,
2: the ocean like
3: that. Yeah, that's yeah. it's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get a carrier pigeon, get out there and get the, the messages out. So if you were a member of the Fed Haters Club, you just got Charlie's rundown of his, Amazing vacation in Spain and <laughs> Portugal, having the time of his life out there. Yeah. Unfortunately, y'all are never going to hear about it unless you go and join. Maybe I'll cut it. I mean, seriously, the stories from this place. You, it's worth joining so you can hear exactly how much BS I'm spending you guys right now. <laughs> Greatest time of his life. Only six bucks a month. You can go to joingmail.com and uh and hear about that that's right yeah you survived i'm here You survived the trip you Came flew back. a lot which is terrifying
2: i re- <laughs> yeah. i do remember before we left the last episode you were just <laughs> like man what if one of us goes down in the plane you know and i gotta tell you on the way out there it was a little it was a little rough and the last time i flew over the atlantic i don't it was smooth as could be mm-hmm. but i could i could tell you it got a little rough there for a little did bit it? which is fine i mean it doesn't bother me i mean I had the
3: roughest landing I've had when we came into the Dominican, I mean, the craziest wind shear I've been in in a plane when it was landing uh, before. So that scared the crap out of me. But I'd already accepted death by getting in the plane that's, in the first place. So that's right. It was totally fine.
2: It's like getting on a roller coaster. Like you know when it's about to start, you can't get off. That's one that of you're my things. Already strapped in. What are you going to do once they close that forward door? That's it. It's over. Yeah. Either you're going to make it or you're not. Mm-hmm. There's no getting off the plane at that point.
3: I've made peace with death several times now on a lot of these planes, okay? Um, There's some news going on. There's a show. This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. If this is your first time listening, uh, Charlie's been gone for a while. It's just been me. First week, it was like me doing interviews with people. Over the last week, it's just been me talking randomly, aimlessly about things for roughly 50 minutes every single day. And clearly, we forgot how to
2: podcast together. It only takes two weeks.
3: It's tough. To, <laughs> to remember how to have a conversation with your friend of 20 years. Like it's a really tough time. On the
2: microphone while you're looking at cameras. That's true.
3: Yeah. And there's also a stories that we're supposed to read and talk about and make into a coherent summation of an ideology to bring us forward throughout the world and make it a better place at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a, there's an aim that's in our, whole, in, a, in our podcast, right? The now. whole meaning thing. There's a good thing I wanted to start with, Charlie.
2: Is it White Pill Thursday?
3: Well, we had White Pill Wednesday yesterday. It was light on the white pills. I was reaching yesterday for sure. I tried hard. I went through all the different websites I could. I I tried my best to come up with white pills. Uh, this is a good one. It's a Supreme Court ruling. Just happened today. Uh, so it would have been in White Pill Wednesday if it would have happened on Wednesday. But the Supreme Court has ruled for Google and Twitter and also Facebook Uh, in these basically free speech cases. But we talked about this, I don't remember how long ago it was. These these companies were getting sued because of some ISIS attacks that happened, basically, Mm. or at least one ISIS attack that happened. And essentially the families were suing, saying that Google and Twitter aided and abetted Helped ISIS carry out this attack, that they didn't, that they suggested videos that radicalized people or that Twitter allowed posts uh, that should have been taken down. And turns out, unanimously, uh, easily, this did not go through. And that's a good, that is a great win for free speech. Okay. Because the person, the people who carried out these attacks, are the people that are responsible for these attacks? Yes, and people who simply uh, allow for a place where information can be shown to people—they're not responsible for what people do with that information. Okay, that's how I that—that's why I think this is a really good thing. Right. Uh, I'll—I guess I'll do a little bit of the story here. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled for Google and Twitter in a pair of closely watched liability cases Thursday, saying families of terrorism victims had not shown the companies aided and abetted attacks on their loved ones. Plaintiffs, those are the families, allegations are insufficient, this is a quote, to establish that these defendants aided and abetted ISIS in carrying out the relevant attack, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in a unanimous decision in the Twitter case. The court adopted similar reasoning in the claim against Google. In the Twitter case, American relatives of Naras Alasaf. Alasaf. Whatever it is, uh, said the company failed to properly police its platform for ISIS-related accounts in advance of the January 2017 attack at the nightclub in Turkey that killed uh, 39 people. In the Google case, the family of an exchange student killed in an ISIS attack in Paris said Google's YouTube should be liable for promoting content from the group. The relatives in both cases based their lawsuits on the Anti-Terrorism Act which imposes civil liability for assisting a terrorist attack at issue was whether the company provided substantial assistance to the terrorist group. Uh, Thomas, he wrote the, uh, what do they call it when you write your opinion? Oh, it's, it's like an opinion. That's, that's what he writes, mm-hmm. right? Quote, as alleged by the plaintiff's defendants, designed virtual platforms and knowingly failed to do enough to remove ISIS affiliated users and ISIS related content out of hundreds of millions of users worldwide and an immense ocean of content from their platforms. He wrote yet the plaintiffs have failed to allege that defendants intentionally provided any substantial aid to the attack or otherwise consciously participated
2: in the attack, much less. This This would be like holding Apple countable yeah. or terrorists using iPhones to communicate. That's, that's you know? true. It's like how, huh, I, do we need to do background checks? Or, or holding a gun manufacturer liable for
3: someone using a gun to kill someone.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you do we can't need, do it. Do we need to do background checks
2: on phone purchases?
3: I guess so. You know what we should do? We should listen to every single person's phone call all that's, the time and, and save keywords and stuff yeah. and go after them. That's right. The, you know, you want to go through all the other background checks and, and stuff. I get to what be these families
2: are going through. You want justice. You want some sort of... And of course, I'm sure lawyers are jumping on this because they're going to get paid a lot, especially if they win a case against you know Google or Twitter. You think there's right?
3: any other people pushing this? Like, you think the families are really like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go after basically Section 230 and the right to these companies to allow whatever kind of speech they want on their platforms, which is what this would have changed. Mm-hmm. And... I'm just going to go after these companies because they're liable for this. Or do you think there's something else behind the scenes pushing these families to go all the way to the Supreme Court with this? I don't know. Who knows? I don't like alleging conspiracies when I have no proof of it. I'm just saying that's what's happening. Hmm. Okay.
2: You you like to speculate.
3: I'm speculating.
2: Yeah. Nothing wrong with speculation.
3: That's That's a good thing to win for free speech. What's this? Right here, oh, um, Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff. There, it's being proposed that he be expelled from hmm. the House of Representatives by this person who looks important.
2: Representative Anna Paulina she looks like Luna, a, a white supremacist,
3: obviously. She does, yeah, <laughs> extremely racist person. Um, yeah. I don't know. She looks um, talented. You know, at her job. I think that she's doing a great job trying to get Schiff out of here. Yeah. Anna Paulina Luna just introduced a resolution to remove Adam Schiff from Congress for lying to the American people about the Trump-Russia hoax. She's stirring up Schiff. Mm. (laughs) She don't give no Schiff about this. (laughs) Quote. Knowingly using your position on House intel to push a lie that ripped apart our country cost taxpayers millions of dollars and authorized spying on a U.S. president and then proceeding to double down on the lie within days of the Durham report coming out makes you unfit for office. Ethics should investigate. End quote. The resolution read that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution, Rep. Adam Schiff B, and he hereby is... Expelled from the House of Representatives. Hear he, hear he. Hear <clears throat> <Here> he. <laughs> Listen, it's not going to happen. The uh, The main reason I wanted to talk about this, though, has been Schiff's response. Because, Lord, these people, the way that they respond to things is just the most disgusting, manipulative ways of responding to people calling you out uh, that that you can possibly imagine. Now... To, uh, to remind you, I guess we'll play a few things from Schiff and what he said. We won't play the whole montage, but this is really the reason. Now, Charlie, you weren't here, but the, uh, the Durham report came out. and It wasn't a bunch of new information that we hadn't already heard the last time this was spoken of. What a,
2: you have a spider right above your head. This is
3: basically worst case scenario you right now. I do. You it's the tiniest it, little guy. I kept
2: seeing some of the. If it would have eye, been I'm
3: like one hundred percent bigger than that, the, oh my god, I lost it where to go.
2: Oh, right. it's still right there. Okay, That's, yeah. What do we do? Just get it with my hands. Yes. Clap it. Then I had dead spider on my hands. Do I need to save you?
3: No, I got it. It's cool. <laughs> ah! What would you do if it was somehow poisonous and it was a spider that we didn't it's, know about? You know. I could have died just then. That thing's so Are tiny. There any more?
2: That thing's so tiny, I don't even know if it could, like, penetrate the skin.
3: Honestly, I think your eyesight got better on this trip. It was good for you, you know? Rejuvenated. Did eat some
2: carrots while you were out there, man? That was a little tiny guy. I, You know what? I, I ate a lot cleaner. Because <laughs> uh, Europe te- actually doesn't have all the processed stuff that America does. I, I will say I felt much better over there. Yeah? Skin, everything. hmm so I'll give them credit for that. I hate spiders. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know. So <laughs> that's the worst.
3: Okay, anyway, what were we talking about? Adam Schiff. Oh, so the yep. Durham report, this comes out. It turns out there was no collusion between Trump and Russia. Not only was there none, they actually found that this was actually made up. They completely were completely
2: fabricated. They
3: were told they were warned. That the Clinton campaign had a plan to make this stuff up to try and hurt Trump. All the heads of everyone, of everything, were told that the Clinton campaign had a plan to make all this stuff up. And then we just keep going along with it. They never find any evidence of any collusion between Trump and Russia through all these years and millions of dollars of investigation. But Adam Schiff, who's on the House Intel Committee, is out there telling people in the news repeatedly that they don't just have circumstantial evidence, that they've got real evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. I'll just skip like halfway through this thing and see what happens. This is back in 2017. Election.
1: That has now been borne out by ample evidence. Uh, I think you see the most palpable evidence of a collusion in terms of violating the Logan Act. Look, uh, I don't think you can seriously argue that the Russians weren't trying to help Trump and hurt Clinton, uh, as well as so discord in the United States. The evidence is quite overwhelming on this. Uh, it was the early conclusion of the intelligence community, but that's only been furthered by all of the evidence we've seen in our investigation and Uh, put out uh, a statement and a report basically saying that they found no evidence of collusion between the Trump team uh, and the Russian government. Have Democrats found any evidence of collusion? Uh, Yes we have. Can you agree that there has been no evidence of collusion coordination or conspiracy that has been presented thus far between the Trump campaign and Russia? Uh, No, I don't agree with that at all. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. Uh, That it is very possible that the best evidence uh, is yet to come. But look, you can see evidence in plain sight uh, on the issue of collusion. George, there's ample evidence of collusion uh, of the campaign. And it's
0: the Senate. All
3: right. So there's plenty of things like this in plain sight. Now, one thing that they do is they they've tied two things together. There's the idea that Trump and Russia were actually working together on this grand scheme to take the election. And then there's the, there's the fact that Russia was running these bot farms, posting information in favor of Trump and against Clinton. Uh, and they, that's not disputed that that happened. Now, basically that, that did essentially nothing. Okay. Uh, that there's been studies out showing that, that that didn't affect the election whatsoever. The people who saw it were people who were already in favor of Trump in the first place, because that's how algorithms work. Mm. And so that didn't really matter. But what they've done is they've tied those two things together. They'll say, well, there's plenty of evidence that, that Russia tried to help Trump win the election. Well, that's not evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. The only other thing that they have is this WikiLeaks thing. They, they hacked, someone hacked, the DNC emails, remember this story came out saying that they had basically conspired to get rid of Bernie Sanders in favor of Hillary Clinton uh, during the 2016 election. That made a lot of people mad. There were other things in the emails and Trump, I don't know the exact way that they talked about it, but they were basically like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Bring it. Keep the emails coming. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You know? To me, that's not election interfere. It's not election interference to me when someone's releasing f- factual information about things.
2: Right. You know, it's like, oh, I'm telling the truth. Yeah. You're uh, meddling in the election. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's fa-
3: it's crazy to me, To Here's an Just actual like thing that happened.
2: The, the, the recording of Trump saying grab her by the.
3: Yeah. The P word. Now, what if China found that recording and 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 had the P word tape come out? You know, is that China? It, it's a real tape. That happened. It's yeah. the truth. It's, it's a factual evidence about something. Is it a bad thing that the people found out about it? I don't get how we can actually go down the path of saying that that's a bad thing. It'd be better if well, we it's didn't only know bad about it.
2: That their side was found out. That's I guess it. that's true. Yeah.
3: So let's look at some of the things that Shifty Shift has been saying out there. uh Well, this is from the Guardian.
2: Chuck, you can. Read this one if you want. Schiff was House Intelligence Chair and led Trump's first impeachment for seeking political dirt in Ukraine. He published a book about the Russia investigation and is now running for Senate. Luna said Schiff, quote, lied to the American people. He used his position. We already went over that. Uh, He is a dishonor to the House of Representatives. Shame. 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 Quote, the Durham report makes clear that the Russian collusion was a lie from day one and Schiff knowingly used his position in an attempt to divide our country. Now that just sounds like a Tuesday in yeah. the House of Representatives. This is what government is. This whole
3: expelling someone for lying and trying to divide our country, that's a slippery slope. They're going to clear this place out pretty quick on well, both sides. We talked
2: about this when they impeached Trump. We already talked about that. This is just going to happen over and over and over again. Yeah. John Durham was appointed to investigate the FBI in court inquiry, which led to the appointment of the special counsel, Robert Mueller. Mueller did not establish collusion between Trump and Moscow, but did secure criminal convictions and lay out evidence of potential obstruction of justice. Schiff said, quote, when Republicans lacked the courage to stand up to the most unethical president in history, they consoled themselves by attacking those who did. I'm not backing down. So he's actually shifted this narrative uh right
3: now here's a tweet from him last night he said breaking news i hate it when people do that a maga republican member of congress just filed a motion to expel me i stood up to donald trump and held extreme maga forces accountable and now they want payback they'll go after anyone who defends the rule of law not talking in any form about the reasoning behind the person wanting to expel him. Of course not. They're going after him because he's defending the rule of law, because he he's is def- so virtuous. That's why they're going after him.
2: And it doesn't matter why they went after Donald Trump. It's like, remember, he said earlier that he was the most unethical president. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if you have to break ethics to remove the most unethical president, mm-hmm. then your actions are justified. Plus, this guy, obviously is defending democracy of course he against is. Mm-hmm. maga republicans and so when you're doing that well you're just an angel among demons of course and now the demons are going to come attack you every
3: time i feel something i think it's a spider right now <clears throat> oh, okay i think we're good i don't see any more you'll let me know if there's some more right yeah i will do not try and play some kind of a I know what you're thinking. Don't tell me what okay.
2: do. not tell me. You shut your mouth when you're talking to
3: me. <laughs> don't worry, though. He, he attached a link to that post where you can donate uh, to his campaign. And he's also out there. I mean, I don't know how much further we have to go into this. It, it's just the, the manipulation, the line that we can just call it, the gaslighting or the narcissism, all the things that go along with people who end up in power in Washington because those are a lot of qualities that people have uh, to actually get to that point. Um, his response to why people are doing this to him, what's going on. Uh, let's listen As to some of
1: judge, that. Um, and so their response to this big disappointment for Trump and for the MAGA and nothing to show. And Pelosi theory that uh, Trump, and again, this was a- hey, Congressman Schiff, thanks so much.
3: Now pay attention to how they frame up the Durham report. Now, here's the deal. The, the information in the Durham report have essentially already been- released previously now this was the full 300 and something page report so yes we technically had all of the information that was already in it they they didn't just find these things last month and they put out the report we already heard about this we've already done episodes about how all of this was all made up Mm. and and started by the clinton campaign since all of that already came out like last year the democrats can now come out and say well this Durham report showed nothing. There's no revelations that were found in this report that was released last week. That's because the revelations already happened like a year ago or however long it was yeah. ago. But now they can say, oh, they didn't find anything that, that people didn't already know. Just pay attention to
1: how they framed it. For this. being here, I'll just get right to it. I mean, what is your response to this move to try and expel you from the House of Representatives? Well, as you said, uh, the Durham investigation, and again, this was investigation Donald Trump demanded, an investigation of the investigators. Bill Barr was only happy enough to comply by the appointment of Durham. Durham spends four years trying to prove this deep state conspiracy theory that uh, Trump kept uh, you know, telling his base was going to be proven, and people like uh, Brennan and Pelosi and Schiff and others were going to be prosecuted. The whole thing, of course, was a big bust. Four years hundreds of interviews and nothing to show but two failed cases in which not the defendants who were acquitted, but but Durham, the prosecutor, I think, was criticized by the judge. Um, And so their response to this big disappointment for Trump and for the MAGA crowd, let's go after Adam Schiff, let's go after the person they most view as standing up for the rule of law, as standing up against uh, Trump and MAGA world, uh, leading the first impeachment, participating in the January 6th committee. That's what this is about.
3: Now notice how they frame this this big waste of time, this Durham investigation into the investigation. It's not it's not the thirty forty million dollar Mueller, invest, Mueller investigation into Trump colluding with Russia.
2: It was that was only three years, which found no collusion
3: with Russia. Mm. They got some people on lying to you know the FBI or some obstruction, which I think is BS. If they're investigating you for a crime that did not happen, that they're taking part in making up in the first place. And then you're like, I'm not going to participate in this thing. Bullshit. There's obstruction. Right. Come on. (laughs) That's ridiculous. All right. So he's, he's oh this big waste of time. Durham investigation into the, the, didn't find anything. All it found was that the, uh, the Clinton campaign had a plan to tie Trump to Vladimir Putin. So important that the CIA actually alerted the head of the FBI and the president and the vice president and the attorney and the attorney general around the same time. And then they take the steel dossier, which you can trace. It's only two steps away from being
2: funded by Clinton in this fusion GPS thing. But, but and, you know, <laughs> the people that watch MSNBC are not going to go read the reports. No. They're not going to, they're going to take what Schiff says as gospel and be like, oh, these MAGA Republicans just won't quit and we got to defeat them
3: they'll do this thing. So after these actual revelations came out, say a year ago or two years ago or whenever it was that it actually came out, they changed some rules in the FBI to stop this from happening, of course, because uh, they just didn't have the right procedures written down in place to make sure that they didn't completely make up things yeah. and, and go after them, you know? And so they changed they some rules.
2: They don't adhere to a code of ethics or anything like that. Yeah. And so
3: here's another thing. Remember, I told you that Well, since the actual revelations came out a couple of years ago, they're saying this Durham report was a waste of time. I've seen plenty of times, well, he's not even recommending any rule changes in the FBI because of all these revelations in this report. That's because they already did the rule changes when this actual information came out a couple of years ago. And sure, there's no prosecutions of people, I guess. And that's what they're using to say this was a big waste of time. I think there should definitely be some prosecutions, but what are you going to get them? You know how people, uh, they retain some kind of deniability in these instances. It's always someone else who talked to someone else to do something. I didn't know anything about it. And plus they've all got friends and of course they're not going to actually go after them and in court. The, the fact, if you have a deep state conspiracy, The fact that the deep state didn't prosecute anyone inside of the deep state is not proof that there wasn't a deep state conspiracy. (laughs) Just so you know. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, um, sorry, I'm watching this uh, trade right now. All right, let's go on to the next thing. All right, next up. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I want you to think about this Really think about the answer to this question in the past week How much time did you spend on yourself on things that you needed and wanted versus The amount of time you spent on other people and what they wanted and what they needed It's easy to get caught up worrying about everyone else and what makes them happy And then a couple months go by and you're like, whoa What about me? Not that it's wrong to to want to help people. We should want to help people. But therapy can help you strike a better balance in your life so you can continue being a great friend or a great family member without getting stretched thin and burned out. My life was changed because I chose to go to therapy, and our co-host Charlie has been a BetterHelp customer for years, and he loves it. If you're considering therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, flexible, and convenient. Just fill out a few questions on the website. You get masked with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists at any time for no charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Let me see what we got, because there could be a... Oh, this is something that happened, Charlie, while you were gone. I just wanted to mention, let's talk about how corrupt the government still is. Okay. Real fast. All right. the hunter. I, I just wanted to tell you, we heard about this IRS whistleblower, and apparently this whole investigative team has just been removed from the case. Just out of here. Not in retaliation. We don't really know why this has happened. But now the whistleblower is saying that he's been removed and all the other investigators have been removed from investigating Hunter Biden and this, this IRS potential tax fraud and thing. It can't be because it's the president's son. <laughs> no, that's, that's probably not it. Yeah. They probably broke some kind of... Pre- yeah. Now, it, we could say it's for a good reason. You could say, well, this guy said that people were were, uh, were corrupt and not following the proper procedures because this was the president's son. And so now the IRS and all of its benevolence and it's, and it's virtue has come in and they've removed all of these corrupt people from the case. Yeah. And so they're just going to put really good people back on the case and we'll see what they come up with in like two or three years once they get going on the case again, you know, that kind of thing. It's unfortunately going to push this back until after the election. Mm. In 2024. Isn't that something? We don't actually have to read that. I wanted to talk to you today about AI. Mm. You uh, Are you pumped about chat GPT?
2: Um, Yeah. I think it's doing some good things. You think it's going to destroy the world?
1: No. Are you sure?
2: I don't think so. Have you
3: seen Terminator? I have, yes. Did you see Terminator 2? Yep. What about 3? (laughs) Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. You saw Terminator 3. Wait. Okay, see, so that's the problem. Did you see? Did you even see Terminator Four <laughs> or Five? I don't know if. Do you know? Does Five? Does Four and Five exist? Oh yeah, they exist.
2: Yeah, oh. there's like Salvation. There's like I, uh, what are, I I don't know how what the names are anymore. Look, I think that it can be dangerous. That that it's possible for it to be dangerous. Um, mm. But do I think that?
3: I like three Costco, by the way, because the bombs actually go off in three. And that's what I was waiting for the whole time. <laughs> for the
2: actual war that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I, what I'm saying is, is uh, I, I just I don't know that we'll see in our lifetime machines take over. Is it possible? Anything's possible. I mean, <laughs> but uh, humans, have, have, humans have a long history of adapting and evolving to their environment around them. Mm-hmm. So now does that mean that we can't, that that we can't create something um, that would destroy the human race?
3: Plus all races have endured slavery at one point in time. And so I think it's built in all of our genes when the machines start using us for power or whatever it is that they're going to do, yeah, uh, that we'll be able to adapt through that too. Now on a more serious note, sorry, we're not actually talking about machines destroying the world, which is exactly what I, what they want us to do is not talk about that. Yeah. Open AI was, here's the CEO of open AI, Sam Altman. He's in front of Congress and Charlie, wouldn't you know it? The, the guy who runs the biggest AI company that there is out there currently, uh, thinks that there should be massive regulations around AI. And he's a, I bet he's a nice enough guy to help write it up too. I bet. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, let's hear what he had to say about this, uh, this problem. OpenAI was founded on the belief that artificial intelligence has the
0: potential to improve nearly every aspect of our lives, but also that it creates serious risks we have to work together to manage. We think that regulatory intervention by governments will be critical to mitigate the risks of increasingly powerful models. For example, the U.S. government might consider a combination of licensing and testing requirements— for development and release of AI models above a threshold of capabilities. I think if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. Uh, and we want to be vocal about that. We want to work with the government to prevent that from happening. Now it's that one we of already have areas of greatest concern. Yeah. The, 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 the more general ability of these models to hmm. manipulate, to persuade, uh, to provide sort of one-on-one, uh, you know, interactive disinformation. I think people are able to adapt quite quickly uh, when Photoshop came onto the scene a long time ago. You know, for a while, people were really quite fooled by Photoshopped images and then pretty quickly developed uh, an understanding that images might be Photoshopped. That's because we have Photoshop Uh, regulation, probably. But on steroids, there will be an impact on jobs. Uh, We
1: try to be very clear about that. And I think it will require...
3: Okay.
2: Yep. Of course.
3: (sighs) There's an article in here, Charles. If you want to go into that, it's from Reason... Uh, dot com but of course now that we have this new technology even people like elon musk are pushing for us to have regulation on ai who the okay
2: this is going to be the new 24 they're not we're no no longer gonna go out and seek nuclear bombs we're gonna go out and seek black market ai technology you gotta stop that yeah
3: all Um, right the uh oh crap where did the actual thing go there we go
2: The creation of a new artificial intelligence regulatory agency was widely endorsed today during a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee on Privacy, Technology, and the Law hearing on oversight of AI rule for artificial intelligence.
3: They better come up with a new name for it. I'll tell you that. Yeah.
2: Senators and witnesses cited the FDA and the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, as models for how the new AI agency might operate. Charlie... Tell me again what you just said. Senators and witnesses cited the FDA and the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, as models for how the new AI agency might operate. That's an amazing idea. We need licensing. <laughs> we need fees. We need all kinds of things just to, you know, we don't want people out there just creating things to make their lives easier. No, themselves. you do not want that. In response to one senator's suggestion that the NRC might serve as a model for AI regulation, Altman agreed that the NRC is a great analogy for the type of AI regulation he favors. The NRC's
3: job is essentially making sure that we don't have any nuclear energy. Like, that's their whole job. Their whole plan has been to stop the development of nuclear energy. They haven't made it. There have been new technologies created, but they won't even allow anyone to implement them.
2: This is what we want to model for AI. Let's just make it illegal. Why don't we just do that? Well, what he's saying is that's how dangerous AI mm. is, Nate. This is nuclear technology that could end the human race. Yep. The NRC has basically regulated the nuclear power industry to near death, and it takes 12 to 15 years for a new drug to get the lab uh, to get the lab bench to a patient's bedside, thanks to the FDA. Unintended consequences of NRC overregulation include more deaths from pollution and accidents of the and the greater emission of greenhouse gases than might otherwise have been the case. Delayed drug approvals by the FDA result in higher mortality than speedily approving drugs that later need to be withdrawn. Montgomery noted that current law covers many areas of concern with respect to the safety and misuse of new AI. She specifically noted that companies using AI are not off the hook for exercising a duty of care. That is, using reasonable care to avoid causing injury to other people or their property. For example, companies are liable for discrimination in hiring or loan approval, whether those decisions are made by an algorithm or a human being. If medical AI gave bum treatment advice, the companies that built it could be sued for malpractice. So what you're saying is we already have the rules in place. Dickie Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut expressed his cons- connecticut.: He expressed his concerns about industry concentration, fearing that just a few big incumbent companies would end up developing and controlling AI technologies. You Scott, know, Skynet.
3: You know what we can do is just make sure we can just use AI to make sure that a few in- companies don't take over this whole thing. Yeah, you know Of course, there's concerns about that, because that's what always happens.
2: And that's why these companies want regulation.
3: Was Sam Altman in front of Congress? Maybe he was. Was he in front of Congress four years ago saying that they had to create this commission on, on regulating AI? Now, I will say Elon Musk has been, out there, has been out there saying that AI needed to be regulated. Since I started reading things about Elon Musk, he's been saying that they needed to regulate AI. And he actually had something to do with open AI, I believe, when it was first started. So maybe they have been saying this, but now this has come out. who do they think's going to write the rules for this? You think Chuck Schumer is going to write the rules for AI?
2: Schiff.: Adam Schiff. yeah.
3: could, could write it for AI? maybe, uh, maybe Dianne Feinstein's going to write it, or Rich uh, hey, Mcainree.
2: Hank Johnson. Or Hank Johnson. Could end up. Why do I say Hank Green? Hank Johnson. What about that guy on. on He's probably worried that the AI bot's going to tip over. And then once it tips over, it's going to explode. And then that.
3: Maybe the guy from TikTok should be like. So if I put AI into my toaster, does that mean my toaster can uh, launch nuclear bombs?
2: Is there a little man with a toaster (laughs) who who makes perfect toast uh, through AI? And then he can. And and how do I talk to him? Yes or no? It's,
3: does he have a monopoly? Yes or no?
2: <laughs> that guy's hilarious. In fact, Altman noted that very few companies would have the resources to develop and train generative AI models like uh, OpenAI's GPT-4 and its successors. He actually said that this would be a regulatory advantage, since the new agency would have to focus its attention on just a few companies. Of course, <laughs> the guy who doesn't want any other companies for competition, was like, it's a good thing that there's only a few. That, mm-hmm. that way you only have to focus on a few companies.
3: Easier to control. And then yeah. eventually
2: they, the DOJ can go after them for being a monopoly. Right. And on the other hand, Marcus noted the danger of regulatory capture by a few big companies that could afford to comply with the thickets of new regulations, thus shielding themselves from competition from smaller startups. That's a crazy idea. Oh, that would never happen. I'm glad he added that later. <laughs> a new AI agency that takes after the NRC and the, the FDA and their over-regulation would likely deny us access to the substantial benefits of the technology while providing precious little extra safety. What they need to do. I got I got it. Okay. They just need to put a mask on the AI technology mm. so that it can't spread its... They could get a vaccine for AI, it, though. AI... You require all AIs to be vaccinated.
3: And that way it can't the, spread too fast. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. There we go. You can't get AI after you vaccinated. It's not a thing. Yeah. It's not possible. Right. All right. The, the, the clear objective here is going to be that the point through all the different people we were talking about is that none of them know anything about AI or technology. They can't regulate it. So who's going to do it? It's going to be people in the industry. That's how it always works. You don't have a bunch of medical doctors that are elected in Congress that write up all the rules for any of our regulations. You got some medical doctors, you know, they don't write it. It's people in the industry that write all of this. Just Likewise, like the
2: insurance companies wrote Obamacare.
3: Yes, exactly. Because the they way. don't know anything about it. Yeah. They're just people that won popularity contests. That's, a, that's all they are. They're avatars for whatever companies paid them to go there. That's all it is. As uh, the, there's another story I was going to bring up using the avatar reference, but, but whatever you get, you know, the thing, so it's going to be people from open AI. Well, of course they probably won't work directly for them, but they'll make recommendations on people who know a lot
2: about this. Well, you, uh, you remember Bernie Madoff. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy? He, he helps out a lot. He helped write SEC regulations mm-hmm. the whole time running a Ponzi scheme. He was called in as an expert. Yep. To write SEC regulations so the rest of us couldn't trade. You
3: remember those commercials that Facebook was running a few years ago talking about how we should have regulations on the internet and social media? Who do you think is going to help regulate it? Who's going to write it? Exactly. Facebook is going to help write
2: it. Of course. Of course. It's so easy to see
3: what's happening right now. The government is nowhere near smart enough to actually regulate the AI at all. It's going to be like 15 years behind. And the, like in 15 years, they're going to be talking about like, I think we should turn off the dialogue connection. That's going to be the, <laughs> that's how we stop this, you know? Yeah. And it's just not going to work. But all these companies are going to create their own legally fortified monopolies. And in 15 years from now, we'll be reading stories at the same table, probably in this office about how open AI has a monopoly and it's capitalism's mm-hmm. fault that they have it. And we won't be reading to be AI versions of us, but you guys, you understand.
2: Does China have AI that can <laughs> look at the pictures I sent to my wife last night on my phone, <laughs> yes or no? Will that AI send those pictures out to the rest of the world, yes or no?
3: All right, let's, uh, let's go home. It's 1.59 right. p.m.
2: All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share the show with a friend and a family member and chat GPT. Share it with the AI. That way they know what to listen to. And I wouldn't know the, it's here. The factual information out to the folks. That's a, that's a free way you can support us. You can also support us for free by uh, uh, leaving us a rating and review. We haven't asked for one of those in a long time. But mm. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us, or Spotify. Leave us that rating and a review if you're so kind to do so. If you're not kind, well, then we don't care. Don't leave one. Uh, sign up for... The live group, the Fed Haters, Clubs, Fed Haters Club, join gml.com or go to godhatesfeds.com. There you can pick up some merch, you can join the live group, you can have fun, you can learn what happened in Spain and uh, uh, Lisbon, mm. Portugal. I forgot mm-hmm. I went there too. I went to Spain and Portugal. You're in Paris there for a minute. I did. I flew into Paris at first. Um, so yeah, I was just gallivanting around Europe. Hmm and uh which was freer obviously than here and you know everything was free i didn't spend any money (laughs) it just handed it to you i just smiling i walked into europe and it was just everything just felt so democratic Mm -hmm. you know you felt like you had a say and luckily the paris airport was not on fire that's good that was more downtown Mm. and i didn't see anything burning from the plane so like it never happened yeah exactly Anyway, do all those things, and if you do, we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep of the week. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.